called the fake news the enemy of the people, and they are. It's a serious question. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. I've addressed this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. You're listening to Just Ask the Question, adventures in reporting with your host, Brian Karam. Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam. Today, I'm very happy to be sitting. No, it looks like a diner, but it, I, actually, it's a lobby of a hotel. Oh, my God. With, with one of our favorite uh, comedian friends, Steve Middleman. And Steve, um, well, well-known comedian, but also just a very damn funny guy to have fun with. Thank you. And I'm glad to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Of course. In so, the beautiful lobby. I, in nothing, the beautiful lobby of I've a been, hotel. I've been kicked out of many. <laughs> I've been kicked out of better places. Yeah, I know, I know. There you go. <laughs> so it's the title of the show is Just Ask the Question, so I have to just ask you the question. Why do you hate John DeBellis? Oh, man, aren't we going to save this for D.C.? <laughs> DeBellis, first of all, uh, well, I think uh, biologically we were made to hate each other. So we have born 70, from the same womb. 7.5 billion people that want to hate each other. <laughs> Uh, so it's fun. It's fun to hate John. That's the n- number one reason. We have this feud that we uh, developed that we should turn into a book or something. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he's very easy to hate. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he, you love to hate him. That's the, that's the plus column. You know what I mean? It's such, it's such joy in hating another human being. And, uh, and he can take, he can take anything. I can pretty much take anything from him, but. <laughs> He inspires me. He's a brilliant guy. Don't say, don't quote me. <laughs> Cut this out of your yeah, We'll podcast. never let John know that we like him. But what what he does is he inspires me to new levels of hatred. So he ups my game. He low, Somehow he lowers the bar and ups my game. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible in well, life. I've never met a man so uh, enthralled with depression. Oh, well, <laughs> that's true. That, that's a great point. You know... We were, you know, we were in group therapy together. No, I did not know yeah, that. It was John and a bunch of therapists, and I would come by and is say, Is this a hi. bit or is this yeah, true? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're seeing, uh, we were in group therapy together. Uh, Alan Lefkowitz in New York, we're probably going to bring this back uh, on a few weeks. Yeah. Alan Lefkowitz, who John and I are going to see for dinner on the 29th of this month. Uh, we still, I still see him. I go to New York all the time, Upper West Side therapist. Looks like a rabbi, you know, just needs uh, the yarmulke and he <laughs> yeah. looks orthodox. Uh, he'd probably hate that. <laughs> um, but uh, we were in group therapy together. In the hierarchy, like Plato, Aristotle, etc., uh, the first person to see Alan might have been Richard Lewis, then Larry David, then Alan Zweibel, then John, then me. Right. And he's had 400 ther- uh, comics as clients in the last 40 years. What does Four, that say about comics? It says we're sick, you know what, <laughs> you know. Isn't that amazing? Like, literally his... Every I comic said, I've ever known, except maybe, I, and I don't know him, but yeah. Seinfeld doesn't seem to be in that realm, but maybe no. he is. No, we're going to say, I'm going to save a story for you, the Georgia story. I'm the Georgia ears. girl story for when we talk with John. Okay. It's unbelievable. And, and, and if people don't know, John DeBellis is a very uh, famous comic as well. I mean, 
Uh, well, more comedy Steve, writer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Com- yeah, yeah. You guys have all worked. He worked for DC Follies and wrote for uh, Carson. And Car- Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> you do a better uh, Johnny than I do. Well, let's hear Johnny. I'm, I'm impressed. I'll tell you a story about Carson. You want to hear a good story I, about I Carson? I love a good Carson story. Well, here we go. Uh, first of all, mm, I where we lived in Queens, New York, Rochdale Village, became a slum, actually. Really, a slum. That's wild, wacky stuff. That is so weird. That is, that a, is slum. a slum. A uh, slum. <laughs> I've gone to slumber parties. Uh, uh, so where my bedroom was... There, the way the uh, the way the walls were lined up and the hallway was lined up, somehow I could see when I was eight years old, nine years old, and was supposed to be asleep. You could see Johnny. I could see I could see the TV, the oh, zenith. Oh, okay. We had the zenith, right? I could see it. Well, you know, the big tube, picture right. tube zenith, and I could just see enough of it. I could see him doing his monologue, and I love the guy. And then I, you know, between Carson and uh, Ed Sullivan, you go, well, I love to laugh. It would save my life. Laughter, what I do for a living, saved my life. Would have been a goner. Would have been a goner without comedy. I want to touch on that, but go ahead, finish your Carson story. So when I was growing up, I wanted to be either a disc jockey or a comedian. And I looked, I went into school for radio, actually. Uh, for a year and a half, two years, and I segued out of that, and I said, well, comedy's my backup plan, and, you know, three schools and, um, you know, the School of Comedy, which I'll get into, the School of Comedy. It's a pretty fascinating story, how I got the School of Comedy. Well, I'm going to hold you. We're going to flag that. (laughs) Okay, School of Comedy flag. Back to Carson. Carson. So when I started in summer 76, Everybody loved Carson. Uh, Carson started in the early 60s, I guess. Right. And uh, everybody's goal was to get good enough to be on Carson and then whatever happens from there. So that was my goal, you know? And I, you suck when you start. Generally, you suck. I was a much better writer than comic, but it got me some but, writing work. Some people suck after years of doing it. Yeah, but that's I know. Story. Well, that's. <laughs> that's but Trump. you never but know anyway, with a comedy. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Um, you never know with comedy. Somebody kind of turns a corner. That's the we used to watch him all the time. Right. Um, and Belzer was on. He was interviewed by uh, Bob Costas. And Bob Costas said that question. He said, who would you think would never make it? And he mentioned Mark Schiff and Steve Middleman <laughs> uh, with Costas. Anyway, love Costas. So uh, everybody's goal. So you're starting from I suck. Right. Two, I want to be on The Tonight Show. Everybody's goal. And you get good enough, you start doing clubs, maybe a one-nighter here and there, but the club boom happened when I started. It was right. unbelievable. I mean, I, I, it's like a renaissance of comedy happened. Like a ma- amount of great comics. We loved each other. We supported each other. Everybody did. Okay, now, I would audition for The Tonight Show for Jim McCauley, starting the early 80s, so five years into comedy. And he'd go, I don't think you're Johnny's kind of comedian. That was, you know, it was say, you do Johnny, people ask you, did you, and he would say, I don't think you're not, I don't think you're right for the Tonight Show. He'd say, I don't think you're Johnny's kind of comedian. He knew Johnny's kind of comedian. And I'm going, 
I know I'm Johnny's kind of comedian in my head. When I would do clubs, and I generally would do great, and you're doing like eight shows a week, comedy clubs, Tuesday through Sunday usually, two shows Friday and, you know, one right. and Saturday, and you got your eight shows a week. You talk to the audience afterwards. Generally, I'm killing, and people would ask, you do Johnny. That was the question. You do Johnny. And I go, no, not yet. Uh, I've auditioned for it. And they go, you're Johnny's kind of comedian. You're Johnny's kind of comedian. They, emphatically, they go, I don't understand that. You're Johnny's kind of comedian. And every comic that was growing up in that time probably all f went through what I'm telling you right now. And wanted to Johnny, be Johnny's kind of comedian. And wanted to be yeah. Johnny's kind of comedian. And um, then I'd audition again, you know, every year, every two years for Macaulay. And I'm getting better and better. And he'd go, and sometimes I'd kill for Macaulay, you know, which right. is great. You build a tough skin in a way. Uh, comedy's all about building a tough skin. You go from caring um, what the audience thinks of you to, uh, you know, I know I'm funny. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if I have a bad show or that joke doesn't work. It's an interesting thing in life. It's a great thing in life. You get your, well, that's you feel a confidence, your, I think that yeah, your th spine grows. Right. It gets and I better. think that confidence makes you funnier. Yeah, and and well, he'd go. I, I don't think you're wrong, Johnny's kind of comedian. It's true because you'll take more chances. Right. But I actually I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I still have trouble taking chances. So. Yes, I. Before but the you, end of this conversation, you're going to tell me why you really hate John DeBell. Oh yeah, it's true. I will. All right. So finish with Carson. So Johnny, you're Johnny's kind of comedian from everybody that you know would see me perform. To. Macaulay, I don't think you're Johnny's kind of comedian. It's like his mantra. You know, every time right. I'd see me, sometimes I'm going. Either I'd say to him, "I disagree, uh, Jim Macaulay." I'm, uh, you know. So finally, after like ten times of auditioning, he must have seen something into me. Otherwise, he wouldn't let me re-audition, right. right? Like the tenth time, he goes, "You know something? I, I think you you got it." You got it. Just come to my office and work out your set, which was my chin material. Right. And um, good bit. Yeah, it was big. It was like what I was known, my signature thing, right? And uh, I did the chin stuff. I killed. I'm talking about killed. It's on YouTube, I think. Right. And what happened was, uh, of course, now I'm Macaulay's best friend. I'm like his protege. You know, I mean, he got me to the point where I'm doing the show and I killed and he goes you gotta meet Johnny and now it's my dream from the little kid and I'm watching Carson you know uh, from the hallway and that little now you're gonna meet him that like one foot of of the zenith TV you know from my childhood so now it's you know 20 something years later and I finally get to meet Johnny and he goes Johnny Carson Steve Middleman we shake hands he looks me in the eye and he goes you are my kind of comedian. Oh, wow. And that was like, whoa. I just got the chills saying that. <laughs> Isn't that a nice, that was a That's, nice payoff. And, and how did he say that? Did he, uh, did he say you that? Are, you are my kind of comedian. Uh, don't mention John DeBellis, who actually, <laughs> <laughs> who actually uh, wrote, wrote on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, uh, wild, uh, wacky stuff. So, um, so who's your favorite? Who, when you, uh, I want to go back to the comedy stuff because I really do love talking about that. But I'd love to know. Yeah. 
who influenced you? Uh, number one was Robert Klein. Uh, he was a Jewish guy from the Bronx. Yeah, his sarcasm. His, his sarcasm was just um, dripping with sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, he could talk about anything, which fit me when I started because I was 20 when I started. You have nothing to talk about. Right. right? You have, you have zero, zero to talk about. And you, you just, okay, I, I talked about school food being so bad in high school and college, you know. I talked about Marcus Welby. I had a Nixon routine. Which Could you do Nixon? did great, yeah. Uh, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> you Spiro. would cry too if it happened to you. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Spiro. I know. I, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. You got, yeah, you got, got I would, that Nixon. was, I got, anyway, so. The first time I went on stage was in school in Brockport, upstate New York, SUNY Brockport. You saw Robert Klein? Is that? Oh yeah, I saw him there. But also, I saw the taping. My sister worked at ICM. Right. And somehow she got me. I was at the taping of a second album. I was in my teens. I went with my friend Gary Charney, and we went to it. You know, so it was like I'd see him. You know, do concerts. I saw him at at school. I saw both of shows. Uh, I my, love his stuff. My Gary, Gary Apple, who's became a comedy writer, my my roommate at college was the uh, events coordinator, and he booked him. So I saw both shows. He did like an hour and a half, and then an hour, about another hour and a half. He he, he hardly repeated a joke in that almost three hours. You know who um, I, I interviewed recently was um, Carl Reiner and said that he fell in love with his stuff too and his son actually turned him on to Robert Klein. He uh, said he was one of the funniest guys he ever he is. saw. Yeah, and, and he's uh, he you know he could uh, he's uh, what a triple threat. I mean, he can act, he can sing, you know, he's great. I mean he's done everything. So yeah. you're influenced by him. Yeah, number one I and think you, was and you talk about um, comedians and that that I don't find that atmosphere exists anymore where people help each other out. No, I, I, isn't it terrible? It, it's changed terrible. a lot. It's petty. But I'm not living, I can't tell you for sure, everybody. You know what's gratifying to me? I go to the Magic Castle. I'm a member of the Magic Castle, which we should go when you come out. I think we talked about that. Yes. Love Magic. Okay, I gave out an award with Belzer, coincidentally, like 30 (laughs) years ago. They said my payment was a lifetime membership. Wow. Which is a few grants, so it was a decent two minutes on stage to to a lifetime membership. That was it. It's just like, come out, we... Do some jokes. We somebody won some pyrotechnics award, who didn't speak English, a Japanese guy, <laughs> and uh, we introduced well, him. We introduced him, and he just nodded. You know, he just he didn't know how to speak. You know, and he won this award, and that was my okay. But I would go. I've gone a lot over the years, and I would see. This would happen with comics, even a magician. I'd see their act, and afterwards I'd say hello. I'm a fan. I enjoyed your work. But how about this? You like this joke yeah. here? You miss. And uh, the same thing that we're talking about supporting each other. Yeah. Um, I love that. It's the greatest. That. And, but I'll go back Somebody years give you later. A line. Some, I'll go back yeah. years later. And a magician, I'll, I don't remember everybody. I forget their name. Uh, and they'll just go. They're browsing around the Magic Castle. You know, they go, hey, Steve, got to tell you, you gave me that joke five years ago. I've been using it ever since. It kills every time. It's so gratifying. Right. And I did it with comics, and comics did it with me. 
Now so, they look, act like you're buttoning in when you when you uh, do that. Yeah. It, oh, oh, it's terrible. It, it, I did that recently. I did a I did set too, at the yeah. improv. And uh, this woman went, yeah, right. You know, it was like, I literally, no I think she it. said, like, thanks a lot. You know, it was like, wow, sure, babe. It was yeah. like, gave me the Belzer thing. Yeah, who are yeah, you? Right, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. It was, it's, uh, don't they, don't you know who I think I am? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. more than that, if you're a comedian, y- your ear is always open, I would think, for, because th- yeah. that's what, that's how you learn funny to getting, me. Getting back to D.C. and bumming you out. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this show called November. On Broadway with Nathan Lane. But saw it in April. Yeah. <laughs> with a girl Could have been. September. Could have been. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nathan Lane was great. It's a David Mamet play. Now, uh, it's the week of the election for an incumbent president. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, now, before the end of the first act... I think about a punchline for a Broadway show. I've done this. It doesn't matter where I am, whether it's watching another comic, a magician, a Broadway show. They call it, it's frozen. That's the term. It's frozen. Right. Let's say David Mamet was a friend of mine or the producer of the show, executive producer, the I money think he guy. I money. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Repu- I don't know. I yeah. just like saying that. Republican, too. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. Um, never understand Ain't that. Out. You can't understand that. It's a, okay. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a whole other bag of uh, podcasts. We'll go on that one. Okay, next. okay. Now, I think of a punchline near the end of the first. I said, boy, wouldn't they? This would be a great way to close the first act, which is doing well. It was, did well on Broadway. Right. November. Um, they closed the whole show with the joke that I thought of before the end of the wow. first act. And the joke was, well, if they if they arrest me, I'll just pardon myself. <laughs> it was a great ending for you know, and it sounds yeah. almost fit, fits, you know, fits now. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, prediction of what, what we're living through. So, yeah, but if I knew, um, I ended up predicting the end of the show. Well, you, the, know. you know, sometimes that that when you come up with a line, I mean, yeah. They imagine that you sit in a room and you're toiling, but sometimes it just, I, I was... Natural. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah it, it, doesn't that feel better, actually? Doesn't I mean, it so feel organic good? you're talking yeah. about? Just an organic feel. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come up with a line spur of the moment and yeah. it kills. I'll say, you know what I... You, I mean, you know you know what's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when yeah. it comes, you know it's going to do well. Well, I'll tell you what comics do a lot, even great comics, that famous comics... Uh, most of them, 90%, but let's say a lot, meaning 10% of every, <laughs> of every punchline yeah. that you hear that doesn't get quite the laugh that you want or think it should get. Um, the setup is the punchline, and the punchline is the setup. Yes. Because they go, don't they see it? I know what you mean. You need an out, outsider's eyes. I have a joke that kills all the time, okay? I went to a very strict Hebrew school, very tough Hebrew school. We had nuns, okay. <laughs> but let's say my whole career, my whole career, um, my whole career, I was saying, you know, my Hebrew school we had nuns. It was a really tough Hebrew school. Wouldn't get quite the laugh. So you reverse it. Yeah, and send then you come and see my show and go, Steve, uh, Brian, you know, hey, yeah. you know. Just, why don't you say it's a really strict Hebrew school? We had nuns. 
And I go, holy shit. Jesus right. Christ, I didn't, my whole time I've been doing this 30 years, I don't see that, that little tweak. That bumps a laugh from a 7 to a 9.9. .9. Right. And, and that's what comics do yeah. for one another. Used uh, to. Ideally. 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 Yeah. Um, and you have to be open to it as well. Not only offering, but receiving it. Well, I did it with Carlin. Uh, really? One Jewish. time I watched him at the, he was breaking in stuff for a, uh, an HBO special at the main room in the comedy store. I had like eight jokes. Like I wrote down for him while watching. Because he yeah. was working it out. Right, okay? right. And um, he goes, hey man, thanks. You know, we talked, you know, afterwards, it's fun, yeah. you know. Great guy, great guy. And uh, he said, I do my own thing, man. You know, it was like. Right trying to sound like a little Carlin-esque, yeah, but, yeah. uh, but it was, uh, you know, that's his, you know, shield, you know what I mean? Like he right. does his own thing. You know, it was interesting. He said to me, he said, you know, right now that I'm breaking in this show, I have the next three shows written. Wow. Three specials, HBO specials you do every year or two right. years. And, uh, he said, it took me all this time, like 40 ish years of doing comedy to think, I'm not a comedian, I'm a writer who does stand-up. Because he knew he was that prolific. Wow. It was like, what? You're George Carlin, you know? I mean, uh, you know, so, and, uh, yeah. What joke did you give him? Oh, I know, no, he, I can't remember. Oh. Good question, but I, I you it's know, it was so, Steve. it was like, yeah, it's possibly true. It was, <laughs> it was time-specific. So, you know, it was also, right. it was also, the, there's such a context to, I can't remember. There's other things I've given people. He was so funny. He was an influence yeah. too, I think, for a lot. Oh, of people. for me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. So, but, to me, at the end of the night, oftentimes, and you tell me your experience, but sitting around at the end of the night with a room full of comedians having coffee and just talking—that's oh, the I've greatest. I've never had the only people I've ever yeah. had that with. Similarly, are musicians. When you yes. sit down with musicians and comics, they're all on the road. They're all going through that stuff. Yeah. And it's I, I, that to me is it's just a different it, language. And it's an yeah. enjoyable time. I don't yeah. see as much ego. I mean, there's ego. Oh, but there is. But, but at the same time, yeah. it's not caustic. If I would, if I was to tell you honestly, What's your sometimes it is caustic. Favorite road story. You have to oh, tell God. me your favorite road story. Okay, I will. Um, but I think there is a lot of ego involved. I mean, listen, I think Jerry, as in Seinfeld, yeah. is an old friend. He's great, great comic. Um, prolific, hardworking guy. Uh, and Leno, uh, great club comic. Great. Yes, I've seen him in clubs. Great club comic. Brilliant. And corporate gigs, I'm sure. I've seen him do stuff. and. Last two times I saw him were at uh, like fundraiser kind of things, right. uh, but uh, out of my generation, and he was a little ahead of me, right. Leno. But Jerry and I were the same time. Um, Leno wanted to be the king. There was no room, you know. What I mean, I guess they're like co-kings of their generation of. Comedians, well, I, yeah. I, I uh, so there's an ego there for both. I think there's know. a help. I'm just talking about it at the end of the night when you sit around and talk. It seems like oh. there's a lot of fun. No, this com com no. Some in some cases there's competition. I think I, Jerry's I a great. Jerry's a great audience and will laugh. 
you know. That's the thing. And 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 Leno will probably laugh if he's kibitzing with Seinfeld and other people that have like but made it to a the, whole other the, the level. level right. But when you come to me along where I'm like mid level, right? Uh, it's like oh, and I'm hey, low level. I'm, I'm underneath I'm, yeah. the radar, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> hey, right. Now. Back to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I think Leno's uh, he never supported or, or he never broke a comic on the Tonight Show 25 years, 30 right. years. So uh, he didn't have many comics on the show. Uh, uh, okay, I'll yeah. refine what I said. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll I'm go back I'm to, at the end of the I'm, night I'm, I'm, yeah. on the road, road comics, sitting yeah. at the end of the night. Nothing like it. Yeah. A lot I of fun. It is the most fun I've ever had yeah. on two wheels. And the appreciation, by the way, magician, magicians, musicians have for comedians is really amazing and yes. well listen i love music but well, you just they love it ha- having done both i'll tell you there's not for me as a musician i can lose an audience in a song and i'll get them back with the next one yeah but with a comedian you're up on stage oh, you're man. alone you're naked you lose the audience you damn sure it's all on you to get them back and i've seen people have 15 minutes worth of great comedy, lose them, yeah. and not get them back. Well, yeah, and well, then I've seen them get them back, but it's yeah, tough. Yeah. It's like turning an engine over. Yes, it is. And it's like you got to start from scratch. In, in a way, you need, yeah, you need. Yeah. And, and yeah. you're starting at a deficit because you've already pissed them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, listen, when I do, uh, my girlfriend says, don't put anything political on YouTube. I mean, on uh, YouTube, yeah, but on uh, Facebook or social media, because well, I'd be I'm going to lose gigs. That's true. doing that, you know. Uh, I've done gigs for the oil industry, corporate gigs, and I've done many gigs over the years. Where if they had read, and if I just blurted out everything I felt all the time about our political state, our right, it, it, it's. Um, We'd yeah. be doomed. Yeah, so when I do stand-up and I do a lot of these corporate gigs, I I don't step on any toes. So I don't step on any toes. I'm going to ask you, go back to your, I'll tell you mine, and then you tell me yours. Yeah. My favorite story on the road I think I already told you. I was, oh. uh, I, I think road comics, musicians, and I'm going to throw in that, that book, Reporters, who, who cover like a yeah. presidential race. Yeah. You're going from city to city, day after day, and we've all had this experience of waking up in a hotel room, right? Yeah. You don't know where you are. You don't know what time of day it is. You don't know what city you're in. You have no idea what's going on. I got up in the middle of the night. I yeah. thought I was in my <laughs> bathroom. I I went Oh I, my God. I, I relieved myself. I, I and then I wow. felt the breeze in my face, opened up my eyes and realized I had just wow. peed on eleven the... floors <laughs> in oh an open God. atrium on an umbrella. And I ran back That's into the funny. hotel room and closed the door and I That's go, please classic. don't come up and, and arrest me. <laughs> That's I, classic. I, didn't. I know. So we've all had something similar. Well, the only thing is if you were a comic you literally in a hotel could have peed on top of the comedy club. Wouldn't it have been great if you had bombed that night and just said, you know something, I'm going to pee on the comedy club. Uh, because I've done it 
only in comedy can you literally go to your job as I've done endless casinos, right. you know, uh, where you go to your you go down an elevator, you make a right and you're at work. It's like the strangest uh, thing. That's got to yeah. be good, though. Okay, so in the uh, when I was working every that's that is classic. That is classic. Strangest, I do. Strangest story is, you've ever heard. Uh, so uh, weird. So, so weird. So weird. Uh, I um, I have numerous times awakened not knowing where I was. But I knew where I was in my room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're better than me, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was always afraid of, uh, you know, using drugs or alcohol. Is I felt like I only had just so many neurons, and I had to be sharp, you know. Well, I'm not saying that mine was infested by drugs. <laughs> oh no, I was wondering if you were. No, I, I was adding that to the mix. Was, yeah, you did. Yeah. If you weren't, that's really <laughs> yeah. bad. Imagine yeah, well, if you were drinking. I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was I, just an I idiot. can pause right here. Okay. Hey now. Hey, uh, yeah. Hey now. Uh, long pause. Okay, so. So I'm in Fresno. I was married to a comedian. And one of the nice things about our marriage, 14 years married, 98 in husband years, you know, it was a joke <laughs> yeah, of mine. Anyway, so we would do the club, the road all the time. We do clubs, mainly clubs. Sometimes we do like, you know, a little theater or whatever, but clubs. Wendy Kamenoff, her name was then. And so Wendy... Uh, I don't know if my favorite is it's tied, like among other, I can tell you a couple of things. So we're in Fresno, Saturday night. I think it was two shows. She's doing great. Packed house. It's like a bar that, or a restaurant they turn into a comedy club. But it's a good fit. It's a good setting for comedy. And there's a stage there. Maybe they had music there on the other nights, right? And she's doing great. And I go up there. And I'm doing, I'm killing, I'm killing. And uh, this guy starts heckling me. And you know, when you're tall, I'm 6'4", I got my height from my parents, mom's 3'2", dad's 3'2". <laughs> okay, now, I'm killing, doing great. And the taller you are, the more you're in the lights. The yes. lights are in your eyes. You see maybe, uh, what are you, six feet? Six two. Six two. Uh, yeah, maybe in those yeah, two you short inches. Fucker, I'm not yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe in those two inches, you see, you could see, you know, eight rows, and I could see six rows. I know the right? feeling. You know what I mean? The higher, the higher you are. Yes, yes, yes. So the guy's heckling me. He's obviously out of my sight, out of my range, and uh, chances are, not always. When hecklers heckle. They usually serve you something up on a platter. Oh yeah, it's oh, amazing. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's a, like it's a setup. It's like a slow pitch <laughs> to a good hitter. Right, right. Don't you know who I think I am? Yeah. You know, right. back to that. Here I go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whack! Thank you. In your head, you're going, "Thank you for that." Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, I already have, a, if I say so myself, a likability on stage. Yeah, you do. Maybe even a lovability. Well, I wouldn't that, go that so, far. <laughs> I, this. I just gave you the platter. Yeah, that's right. you <laughs> There's the platter up. right there. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank bingo. Tell us what a Yeah, I know he would have loved that. Yeah. 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 Not, don't yeah, yeah, don't hold don't your breath. Yeah, yeah. So 
he keeps like it's like wiffle balls you know what i mean right and, and i just have to you know swing and over and over and over again but then i do i can see from my vision i'm just putting this guy away and i see a woman running to the bathroom crying wow it's obviously this guy's significant other right i don't know what she means to him or whatever but I'm just every every it's lobs. He's lobbing in, okay, and uh, I'm going. What happened in that first ten minutes where I'm killing? Don't bug right. me. I'm doing great. Let me do my thing. The audience is loving me for my general innate nature that they like me, and then that's because Debellus was on yeah, before you. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. A well, that helps. That yeah. would that would help. Yeah, he could he could. Uh, he was the I devil. Think <laughs> Manson could have followed. Uh, he could have opened for Manson, and, and they would have went, wow, Manson's really funny. Yeah. Okay, so what I can't see after all these, you know, retorts is the guys lumbering toward the stage, and you can hear the audience, ah, ah, ooh, ah, you know, and I, I said, what's going on? And all of a sudden, this guy, I'm 6'4", 180-ish, he's like 6'8", 300 pounds okay and he's lumbering on stage it happened to me once before in st louis similar thing you know uh well, the guy's lumbering the guy's lumber he's on like like an umpire and a manager arguing over right. a called third strike or whatever and he's about he, his hands go up as he's going to pummel me in front of 200 people damn and at that second seven guys pop up it's like whack-a-mole, but they all stay up, like standing, standing, standing to my left. And their arms are folded. And like seven guys in the audience standing up as if to say, if you mess with him, you mess with me. You mess with That's us. Nice. Oh, I get the chills just thinking of this moment. And uh, he looks at me. He looks at them. He looks at me. And he thinks more than twice about it. And then he exits. And imagine he gets his girlfriend and he leaves. Exit, stage left. I know. And I thank the guys. I said, oh, my God, thank you so much. You know? And uh, currying favor. I curried, fa I, curried fa I curried favor with the audience. I never use that term ever. But I curried favor. I go back because I'm so damn lamb, good. Lamb curry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds good, though. Yeah. Uh, even with this on. So, now... That's the kale shirt. I, As a I reminder, go, he's, 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 he's wearing a, vegetarian. a kale, kale t-shirt. I sat here and watched him just a minute ago order a vegetarian <laughs> omelet with ham. So it was Yeah, good. I know. It didn't happen. No. Okay, <laughs> it, so. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So. <laughs> that was me. I ordered the ham. Yeah. So I go back because now I'm so good. I got to the point. You're talking thousands of shows. I am so good that I can go from that craziness to right back into my act and I'm killing. And once in a while I'll I'll go like some punchline I could tag it with that. not like that guy. Now I got them, you know, not like that guy. You know, like you know, like uh he's that yeah. guy. Yeah, I smoke, I smoke after sex. I haven't smoked in a while. I'm dying for a cigarette. But I'm not as bad as that, that guy. guy. Right. You know? Uh anyway, and what and but I would do that that guy thing every once in a while and as a, callback. as a great callback 
And I would get like another level of laughs when I'd say that. And after like three, four. Everyone's in on the joke. Yeah, they're in on the, on the reference. And then all of a sudden, one, it dawns on me, I go, is he still here? <laughs> Scream from the audience because I can't see. Yeah. And the guy's still there. So I, I do the rest of my show. I don't make any more, not that like guy. that guy, uh, comments. And I run to the uh, manager's office uh, because I got to get paid anyway. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, w whatever, a nonviolent Jew. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to fight the guy. Okay. Uh, I don't want to take one for the comedy team. So <laughs> run to the manager's office, close the door, you know, uh, wife at the time or girlfriend at the time wendy uh, is with me uh and we're hanging out there for like 20 minutes 20 minutes get paid and walk out and the second i walk out the police are there the guy is cuffed he looks me in the eye and he does something that many 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 hecklers have done over the years he looks me in the eye and goes Hey man, hope I helped you out. <laughs> and I go, God, you're going to jail. How'd you help me out? Hope I helped you out. It's awful. The guy's That's life is classic. there's no girlfriend there. He's lost his probably girl. Who knows what's happening? Cops are behind him. They they didn't see the show. They don't know anything. Uh, hey man. But hope I helped you out. But it's one moment of fame. Oh my God! I helped you, you out. out. Yeah, you, yeah, you helped me. I helped you into the, into the clink. That's a great road story. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and and there's other ones too. Yeah, yeah. There's other ones. I hope I helped you out. I hope I helped you out. <laughs> By the way, I'm gonna like be taking sincere. it in jail for the next. 30 I felt days. bad uh, for the guy. You know, I absolutely felt bad for him. Uh, you know. But only to a anyway. certain extent. But that, I'll <laughs> tell you, it makes you a really solid comic. When you can talk about you're you're always building a muscle, you know, and getting as malleable as you can. And not every Boy, show that's is Boy, that's perfect. a setup there I won't touch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yes. that so, uh, building a muscle, yeah. What do you, uh, when you, what do you appreciate in a comic? We, we were doing uh Voices the other day we were doing it. Uh, oh yeah, I love it. Love impressions. Who's your favorite? Do you do them? That I do. Uh, I would do. My my references are so old. That's okay. That, uh, this is Walter Cronkite reporting for the CBS Evening Good News. Good evening, Walter Cronkite. That's yeah. the way it is. Let's, yeah, I remember. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, I do like. Uh, we're going to lose the Vietnam War. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Walter. Who else? Yeah, no. Well, they're all old. I don't do anybody, any present guys. Days. Present, you know, the one, you one know. that's hard to do is, uh, for me, is, and I see him every day, is Trump. He's a hard oh, guy for me to do. I well, cannot get yeah. my... You try... I, I you listen to the intonations, him. though. It's the intonations. It's the... Yeah. The, it's, it, you know... Ronald Reagan was easier, I thought, you know. Who will? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, oh, there you go again. You yeah, know, yeah simple, yeah. Easier. And the people cut you a lot of slack. Right. As long as you give them something they can hang their head on. I yeah. wrote an album with my friend Billy Reback, uh, who'd love to meet you and talk politics oh, anytime. with you. Politics, um, politics is fun, yeah, but i got to tell you, a comic relief it. is good, Yeah, you got it. Too. Got it, got it, got it. Although we, uh, we circle back around to politics because I'll tell you, yeah. listening to Trump, Sometimes it yeah. reminds me of watching 
a bad road comic on an open mic night. That's great. That's great who description. He reminds That's me a of. great description. You know, you, you laugh at them, but not because yeah. they're that funny, but because you feel their pain because they're so bad. I know, I know. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And they don't know they're so bad. Right. That's the classic thing about. Uh, right. There was a guy. They think uh, they're killing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. You're laughing because you're going. I mean, I guess the laugh is the laugh. This, so you're getting the laugh. There, Maybe that's their shtick. When but I, you know, it isn't. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but they're so uh, people get enamored with, with what they think they're adding to your night. Right. They think that they're God's gift to your evening. Right. And uh, there was this guy Vince. I forget his last name. Ah. Uh, he was one of those weird guys that had, like, the beard started, like, under the lower lip. It did, there was no little soul patch, just the... Right. It started right... You know, it's already that's a little weird you're, to me. You know? yeah, so right. he'd go on, and he did impressions, and he did... He was such a bad impressionist who did impressions, and he would just do audition night. Um, and uh, he would do Carson, and instead of, uh, he'd go, uh, uh he'd go, uh. He was so bad, even at Carson, he'd go, wah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know, wah. <laughs> uh, wah. I can do the, uh. That is so weird. Wah. Wah. The stuttering. And then hear the, uh, yeah. wah. Any, uh, well, Robert, uh, the only one that's kind of, and it's such an old reference, what I used to do in my act was uh, Robert Wagner. Oh, yeah? Darling. Baby. <laughs> Max, you're beautiful. Uh uh, I used to do all his stunt lines uh, on Heart to Heart. Max, any messages? A oh murder. My God. Let's go to the club. <laughs> what was he like at home? <laughs> Honey, uh, pass the milk. I think it's sour. Smell it. No. I mean, really, smell it. What was he like? Yeah, well, you have to wonder, yeah. right? Was Beautiful. <laughs> it was uh, his... His catchphrase is like, baby, you're beautiful. Hey, you're I, a doll from the word go, and I mean it. Robert, I found some dirty underwear in the hamper. Oh, that's definitely mine. <laughs> <laughs> what was Robert Wagner like as a baby? Yeah, what was he like? Goo goo. <laughs> goo goo. What was, what's Robert Wagner sound like snoring? <laughs> Z. <laughs> he's that cool it's he's that <laughs> when he when he snores z z baby he's z. now that's funny <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that was they the, would miss that reference oh uh, oh well yeah but he was num he was number two in um in the uh austin powers movies he played yeah, number, number two. two speaking of dirty underwear he was number two yeah um, no, hey now. <laughs> so you want me to? Uh, Who else? My bookmarked. I, oh, on stage, nobody else on stage. Well, see, I can't remember. It wasn't like I loved doing them, but I, it was not like I had a lot of, you know, a lot. But oh, so Billy and I wrote an album for David Fry. It right. was uh, on the uh, Begin Sadat, you know, uh, summit, you know, and right. And, mid 70s and uh um so we we wrote this album but he was a really bad alcoholic really bad and he couldn't sell the album he taped it it was on his own dime but so we but we got to hang with now why does that sound familiar to there's a yeah. lot of comics with well i know well i guess but anyway we wrote this album it was a lot of fun writing but we got to hang with 
a purely genius, like other galaxy impressionist. He was amazing. Wow. He was amazing. You just, I don't know if many people know of him anymore, but he was kind of famous for his Nixon impression. Yes. But he did a million other people so well. If you look him up, it's got to be some stuff on YouTube. I will. Or somewhere else. Is there something you want to plug while you're here today on the show? I'd love to give you that out. Oh, thanks. Well, I've got a book coming out called There Is No Wagon. And my, my issue, why do I'm wearing the kale thing? And yes, I'm vegan. I, don't, I like the word plant-based. But uh, <laughs> I got a book coming out in the next month or so called There Is No Wagon. And the idea of There Is No Wagon is that we got a whole society, a worldwide society that um, when they go on a diet my biggest issue is exactly this the name of the book and the first page of the book and that is people go on something people go on something they go I'm on a diet I'm on a food plan I'm on an abstinence I'm on uh, doctor's orders I'm on something right and then when they don't eat prescribed what they think their plan is or the plan they got or the plan they just read from another book or you know name your diet and then they're you know you're off to the races you feel like well i fell off the wagon i'm going to eat all that crap right in binge town over there because <clears throat> i fell off the wagon and uh till i'm so humiliated that i gained the weight back and i i got sick again um and then I'm on another wagon. So that, that cycle right there. Is there is no wagon. There is no wagon. And that... There, 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 is, is, there is no wagon. wagon. Uh, uh, uh. So that... We're, we've been doing cars That cycle, day. yeah. <laughs> that cycle has destroyed a great... People die from it. Yeah. 100% people die from it. And so and, this is a comedy you've written. Yeah. Well, no, I do have a lot of jokes in there. Oh, like at okay. the bottom of the page. I know after us joking around for... 30 minutes or whatever yeah. it's been. Uh, it's kind of a serious thing, but you asked me. Yeah, no, no. You know, I, I, and and yeah. I'm going to close. I can't help yeah. but close with <clears throat> at the White House, the Middleman incident. Oh, well, you want to save it for here? Or you I'm going to tell you this story and we'll, catch, and we'll catch up with it in D.C., follow okay, up in D.C. Okay. I want to go to meet the guys, yeah. by the way. So how it happened yeah. was DeBellis and I were talking. Yeah. And there was a crew. They, yeah. they switched the crews through the White House. Well, 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 there's a big setup to this, though. Well, there, Our feud. Your okay, feud. Number one, our feud. And part of our feud is I say it's DeBellis' fault, and he says oh, it's Middleman's fault. Everything is Middleman's and, fault. And then there's a circle of people in all these, uh, over the years, texts and, and emails yeah. and sometimes phone calls. I hate Middleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so hate, I hate the, and the circle is basically your manager Barry, who's right. my good friend and Sunday's manager, and um, and Mark Rossini and right. you, and of course John and I. Right. Those are the that's the that's the that's the, the click. That's the nucleus. And uh, I go, you know, but I've kind of tempered my thing about it's John's fault, it's DeBellis's fault, and DeBellis goes all that, out. It's Middleman's fault is you guys, you and especially with you, you're the number one. Instigator. Uh, instigator. It's not true. I, no, no, I it is. I'm guilty to that. That's okay. <laughs> but I was okay. in the I was in the White House. Well, and it was CNN first. You got to do CNN first. I'm talking. I'm telling you structurally. <laughs> structurally. Okay, because it it'll build. Uh, you're in CNN. You're on the phone with John. This is how yeah. I heard it. Okay. You're uh you're on the and you're repeating to each other like a mantra. It's Middleman's fault. You hang up the phone, and a producer, 
um, says, what's that mean? It's Middleman's fault. And this I is how I tell it on stage yeah, okay. occasionally and to friends. Uh, so producer goes, what's that mean? It's Middleman's fault. And you go, well, he's a comic. He's a buddy of mine. And the guy goes, Steve Middleman, I'm a fan of his, right, which is right. the greatest feeling in the world. Because in comedy, I've done 100 TV shows, a lot of other stuff. You don't know who knows you in show business. Right. It's a weird thing. You don't know who knows you. <laughs> you don't know who knows you. Okay, so. Oh, but we know who you are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You may not know who we uh, are. We know right. who you are. We know who, yeah. <laughs> we keep an eye on you. We keep an eye on you. But, okay, but this guy goes, oh, I'm a fan of Illumins, you know, and that's the nicest thing. Now, a month later, from what I heard, is a glitch happens with a uh, camera or something. or At whatever, the what? At, at, at CNN. Right. At the, taping in the studio. And. And the guy, this is DeBellis telling you the story. No, no, you, no. I think you told me <laughs> Was this it part. Me? <laughs> but a, a, a glitch happens uh, with a camera or something, and the producer at, during the commercial break goes, "It's Middleman's fault." Yes, that's true. You remember? I'm reminding yes, you. Yeah, that's, you have a much busier life now. You can go to the now. You can well, jump months later. We're in the White House, and there's a crew that they circulate the crews through the guard shacks, and the one crew that's there heard me on the phone yeah. talking about talking about you and i and, and I, what did you say about me and i said it was middleman's fault and, a, and a guy and a secret service guy goes what is that what's that mean and you go well it's middleman's and i explained the whole and who, and who four, i am yeah and the whole part and four-part harmony and everything and, and the guy goes i know him from roxanne that's right the that's steve true. martin movie which i did years ago anyway so he, uh, he he became so a joke with again, him. Again, you don't know. Yeah, it's great. And and he and you know he would occasionally call things middleman events. And so oh, he I, would. Yeah. Oh, so I, I didn't know that. It's just him. And it's so funny. the the joke was, of course, you know, I, I would walk through the yeah. I would walk through the guard shack, and there would be somebody on a radio go, "We have a middleman event at the front <laughs> yeah, gate." That's right. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Because so, somebody was actually trying to jump the jump the fence. Yeah. And so that it's was like a hero of mine. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me. Okay, we have a middleman event on the front gate, yeah, please. Yeah, we have a middleman situation. Yeah, middleman situation. So that's the I'm story. I'm so flattered. <laughs> I can't tell you how flattered that the White House, but my dream ending, maybe the end of this moment together, is that Trump's, you know, being walked out, finally under arrest, cuffed, cuffed uh, cameras all around. He looks at the camera and goes, it's Middleman's fault. <laughs> That's, that'd be the perfect cartoon in the ending. That'd be the greatest ending to a tragedy. I'd be a, a hero. I'd be such a hero. You know? Worldwide hero. Don't they know who I am? Yeah, I think I am. Don't you know who Middleman thinks he is? Well, listen, Steve, I really appreciate This God, was we fun. Could, yeah, we could do this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I we're going to do it again in D.C. Yeah, with in a DeBellis in a, in a month. In a month, yeah. So, less than a month. Yeah, less This than is a month. great. I appreciate you being here. The name of the show, again, is Just Ask the Question. Uh, thanks for being with us. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and we will do it again. Yes. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you.